Matt Schaff and Jared Small of DraftSharks.com here to run down the Week 2 FanDuel slate for you. Jared, one fun thing I think about Week 2 is looking at which players people might be overreacting to based on the Week 1 results. But I think we've seen over the past few years players getting sharper in all areas, certainly including DFS. And I think sometimes now you get underreactions where everybody is so you know, concerned about not overreacting that sometimes they don't react enough. And that I think can shine through, especially in a format like DFS where, you know, you can gain by having the knee jerk reaction. If it doesn't work out, if you end up being wrong, you try something else the next week. But if you're right, then you could get that guy who does look better than he did a week ago at a lower own rate, just because everybody else is like, nah, I don't believe in him yet. Yeah. I think that's what kind of defines week two DFS is, correctly identifying, you know, what's what from week one is a trend that's going to continue and what was a mirage. Um, it's funny you mentioned that because I have a player coming up here that I, I do think people are overreacting to that I think is a pretty nice DFS tournament play this week. So I'll, I'll leave it at that and we'll, we'll get to him in a bit. Nice. I look forward to that one. The first thing that jumped out to me in looking at FanDuel pricing and our projections this week in the lineup generator was Lamar Jackson climbing ahead of Josh Allen in dollars per point. Mentioned Josh Allen leading the way on DK despite his high salary. Obviously expensive on FanDuel as well. And his salary didn't have room to adjust down for his crappy performance against the Jets because it was Monday night and the next week's salaries come out before those games happen. $1,600 cheaper is Lamar Jackson than Josh Allen this week. So that's pushing him to the top of the board. Of course, Lamar Jackson didn't fare great for fantasy teams either in week one. Probably played better than Josh Allen. Just didn't have a whole lot of passing volume. Didn't find the end zone. What do you like for cash at quarterback this week? Yeah, I'm going to trust our projections. I don't know who does those projections, but I'm going to trust them and you know go with these dollars per point rankings and, and play Lamar Jackson. I mean, 7,600 bucks is a nice price. You know, we've spent a lot of the week talking about you know which running back is going to be the one to benefit from J.K. Dobbins injury. This could just turn into a super Lamar Jackson centric offense where they pass sure. more. And when they do run, Lamar Jackson's doing more of that running. So, you know, we'll see. But um, even if it doesn't like seventy six hundred bucks for Lamar Jackson, I just think that's a price that's you know too good to pass up for, at least for cash games. Yeah, I mean, the natural question is who is the replacement for J.K. Dobbins? But looking at the personnel there, it should be no one is the replacement for J.K. Dobbins. And they're going to make up for it by shifting away from the run a little bit more than they would have with a healthy, healthy Dobbins in there. I agree. There should be plenty more room for rushing and passing here. And like I said, Lamar Jackson wasn't terrible by any means last week he completed i believe it was 77 percent of his passes he topped six yards per carry he just ran less than usual and passed less than usual and it, you know they didn't need him to do a whole lot right. in a game where they scored three times on the ground and just easily beat houston exactly and you know the ravens offense should be pushed by the Bengals this weekend one thing I hope that we see, though, is them pushing the passing game downfield a little bit more because all those Zay Flowers targets in week <laughs> one were happening like Debo Samuel rookie year type stuff all around the line of scrimmage, like Rondale Moore level. So like to see more of that go downfield. I would assume that more of that will go downfield. We'll watch and see. Tournament side at quarterback, who are you favoring? Yeah, so Anthony Richardson on FanDuel is just $100 less than Lamar Jackson. I think that's going to keep people off Anthony Richardson. We have his um, ownership projected at just 5%. I know I would bet on Lamar Jackson outscoring Anthony Richardson this week, but it's, you know, I don't know, 
60-40 in favor of Lamar. So, like, I'll take a chance that Richardson is the top scorer in this salary range. He put up 21.9 Fanduel points in his debut last week. Had the 10 carries, scored the rushing touchdown. That's, you know, what we expected, what we like to see. Also threw it 37 times for a Colts offense against Houston that was that played fast and was pass leaning. That the Colts are not babying Anthony Richardson. Like they're they're letting him take his lumps and the passing is going to be inconsistent. But like if he's throwing as much as he did last week and running it, you know, 10 or so times per game, like we know the fantasy ceiling is, is huge. And who are you stacking with Anthony Richardson when you play him? Or I'm so I guess it's two questions, really. First yeah. of all, who are you stacking with him? But secondly, is he somebody that you're more comfortable with playing naked than other quarterbacks? Yeah, you can definitely go naked Richardson, right? Because of the rushing. But I mean, what we saw from Michael Pittman in week one, like he was the clear alpha in that passing game in terms of of routes, in terms of target share. So I do think Pittman is a good stacking partner for Anthony Richardson. And I think, I think we'll get to him later, but I mean, Nico Collins, I think is an excellent play if you wanted a run back from the Houston side in that game. Yeah, who would have thought week two and you're already loading up on Colts Texans just in case anybody's newer to DFS on here playing a quarterback naked is when you play that quarterback without stacking any pass catcher or teammate with them in the lineup. So you obviously generally want to put a pass catcher with that quarterback, especially for a tournament lineup where you're seeking ultimate upside. But, you know, Jalen Hurts, Anthony Richardson, Justin Fields, guys who do a lot of their fantasy scoring via the run can be played a bit more safely as naked quarterbacks without running a pass catcher with them. The quarterbacks I play naked are the running quarterbacks and Patrick Mahomes, who I think, I think Mahomes might be a good naked quarterback this year because I mean, Kelsey's always so expensive and then who the hell knows, you know, which wide receivers are going to produce for him. So even this week, Mahomes is on my radar. And if I, if I did play him, it might, it might be without a stack. And the fact that we commonly call this naked just shows you how much males <laughs> continue to dominate this goofball thing. <laughs> Over to running back, I mentioned David Montgomery on the DK show for where he sits in, in dollars per point. He leads running backs in dollars per point on FanDuel yep. in our lineup generator. And Jared, we don't need receptions here as much, so it makes sense. We love touchdowns even more. We're chasing upside in that category. So I know that Dave Montgomery is more of a tournament play for you on DraftKings. Is he in your cash plans for FanDuel? Yep, he is. For the reason you mentioned that, you know, we, we just don't care about receptions as much here. We were, you know, more leaning towards touchdowns. And I think Montgomery outside of like, you know, maybe Christian McCaffrey has as much touchdown upside as, as anyone on this main slate. The Lions have a big implied total. They're like four and a half point favorites against Seattle. So, um, you know, I expect Jameer Gibbs to, to have a bigger role in week two, but I still think Montgomery is going to pretty easily lead Detroit in carries. He's also currently tied for fourth at the position in projected ownership. So if that holds up to Sunday, do you think you'd be fading David Montgomery for tournaments? Because that would probably be my lean in that case. Yeah, I mean, I want I'm going to have a line in pretty much all of my lineups this week so I, you just kind of got to decide if you want to play it through the running game and in that case i do think montgomery's a play and i think he's a, a fine play in tournaments even at the ownership you just got to make sure you're different elsewhere um, but then you know if you want to play i'm on ross st brown if you want to play sam laporta i think that's awesome too and in that case you obviously you know would be playing the lions passing game and be fading montgomery over to wide receiver cheap wideouts led our dk dollars per point rankings it's the opposite here the top two guys yeah. in fan dollars per point in the lineup generator are 8K Stefan Diggs, 
4K, I believe, Jamar Chase. Who do you like for cash at wideout? Yeah, that's usually how it is on FanDuel, too. You know, just their pricing, the um, expensive wide receivers turn out to be the best value. So I'm playing uh, Steph Diggs in cash at $8,000. He does check in as our top dollars per point value. Um, you know, coming off a 21-point FanDuel outing in the opener, even in a game where the, the Bills often struggle, right? I mean, they Allen leaned on Steph Diggs as he does often, 13 targets for Diggs in that game. There is no one in Vegas' secondary that can slow him down. Yeah, that's for sure. Are you running back anybody? Like, would you look at playing Diggs and Devontae Adams in the same cash lineup, or is that just more of a tournament consideration? Yeah, tournament for me. I mean, Adams is a good cash play as well. I think he comes in, you know, as one of our, like, you know, four or five best uh, values, or he's a, uh, he's he's our third best value on FanDuel at 7500 bucks. So, I mean, I, I'm not looking to, you know, game stack in cash, but, like, in that case, it definitely makes sense because both those guys are good values on their own, right? So, attorney side, what do you like at wide up? I like... Mike Williams on FanDuel uh, projected at just 9% ownership at 6,700 bucks. Let us down last week as the Chargers passing game did in general, just, you know, how run heavy they went against that Dolphins defense. I think they're going to flip completely opposite this week and be pass heavy against the Titans who are much, much tougher against the run than the pass. And Tennessee is especially bad defending deep passes. They were bad Last year, they allowed the most fantasy points on passes 20-plus yards downfield. Last year, they allowed the fourth most fantasy points on deep passes in week one of this season. And I still think, you know, if the Chargers are going to connect on a deep ball or two this weekend, you know, Williams is most likely to be on the end of it. Yeah, you just guaranteed a Quentin Johnston deep ball TD <laughs> this week. He's got to get on the field to do that, but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> hey, he out-targeted Josh Palmer despite he did, he did. Uh, all the rumors to the opposite heading into week one. Uh, before we get to tight end, my the, the other wide receiver I like for tournaments is the guy I think people are overreacting to, and it is Drake London. I know you're going to love that one, but he's 5,800 bucks on FanDuel. He's going to be single-digit owned. I mean, la- last week sucked. I get it. He's he's going to have more games like that, right? But in tournaments, we care more about the upside. I mean, this is a guy that averaged seven and a half targets per game over the second half of last season. I know Kyle Pitts wasn't around for most of that, but John Robinson wasn't there for most of that. But what we saw from Atlanta uh, last week, 48 total plays and 18 pass attempts. That's like extreme, even for an Arthur Smith offense, like the, the passing volume is going to come up. Um, I still think London is a guy who, you know, is going to come away from games this season with a 30% target share. I think he's going to have some big games this season. So at this price tag and at the ownership, I think London is uh, at least worth considering for tournament teams. I certainly will not argue with him in the at least worth considering category. It wouldn't be central <laughs> to my plans, but you know, if you're yeah. building a bunch of lineups, having him be in there a uh, time or two, um, certainly it's not going to kill you. Well, it might kill you, but <laughs> let's hope that you're building <laughs> yeah. more lineups if you're doing that. Tight end, Travis Kelsey should be back this week, and he leads our FanDuel dollars per point at tight end, despite obviously being the most expensive guy. And not only the most expensive, but Mark Andrews is the only other tight end within $1,800 in FanDuel salary of Travis Kelsey. So I think that just speaks to the potential dominance for Travis Kelsey at the position in any given week. So is Travis Kelsey in your cash game plans? Or are you looking to spend down here? Yeah, the way I'm building, I'm going to have to spend down. And this is kind of how it goes on FanDuel a lot of times where you are going to see a lot of the high price guys near the top of the Valley rankings. You, you still can't fit them all in. Right. And mm-hmm. I do think tight end is, is a still a good place to save, especially in cash. And especially with Kelsey still coming off the knee, like we, we're not even sure he's going to play yet this week still. And if he does, like there's a chance he's limited or isn't quite as effective as usual. So I would not play Travis Kelsey in cash this week. I'm leaning towards Sam Laporta 
for 5,100 bucks. Again, just get a piece of this Lions passing game. The Porter had good usage in week one, 73% route rate, 14.5% target share. And I, and I still think, you know, middle of the defense is where you want to attack the Seahawks. And I think, you know, I think LaPorta is going to play a big part in their passing game on Sunday. Yeah, I think at wide receiver, we're more interested in chasing targets, chasing target share, tight end. It's easier to, to target somebody who is, you know, in a good role, in a good position to potentially get targets, even if we can't as much guarantee the share that they're going to get, you know, like the high share. Right, for sure. Tournament side of tight end, what do you like? Luke Musgrave, again here, I mentioned him on the DraftKings show, but he's 5,000 on FanDuel. It was quite literally like three feet away from having over 100 yards and a touchdown last week. Um, 80% but two of those rate. feet were his right and his left, I believe. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, he needs to, he needs to grow into his body, I guess. <laughs> He's still a little awkward out there, but um, liked what we saw from the usage, 80% route rate, 15% target share, led all tight ends in air yards last week. And he gets a plus matchup against Atlanta in week one. The Falcons weren't good against tight ends last year and they gave up 41 yards and a score to Hayden Hurst in the opener. So Musgrave's the cheap tight end. I like, on the expensive end, I like Darren Waller, who is 6,600 bucks on FanDuel, but coming in at just 2% ownership. I like the Giants to bounce back this week against the Cardinals. And I think Waller is the best way to play that happening because, you know, in the first half of that game, they, the Giants basically rested him in the second half of the blowout last Sunday night, which was smart, right, with the hamstring injury. But in the first half, you know, he looked like the focal point of the passing game as we expect him to be. So if the Giants offense does bounce back, I think, you know, Darren Waller is going to going to be a big part of that. Yeah, I'm not as willing as you to bet on the Giants overall bouncing back, but I definitely agree with the second part that Darren Waller is the best way to play that bounce back happening. Um, because, he, you know, even if the offense doesn't really fully rebound, if he is as central a piece of the passing game as we expect, he could, you know, have a, a big game. What are you looking to do at Flex on FanDuel? Are you doing running back both in tournament and um, cash game lineups, or is it is it different by format? Uh, definitely in cash. So I mean, my three running backs in cash are going to be David Montgomery, uh, Ken Walker on the other side of that game, who's priced nicely on FanDuel. And then I, I, I can get uh, Christian McCaffrey in there in cash. Who, you know, he's 9,500 bucks, but just the usage he got in week one in a great spot against the Rams. Um, and I do think running back in flex is more viable on FanDuel than it is on DraftKings. I think there's some better values on FanDuel this week. And with the half PPR, you know, that kind of favors the running backs a bit. So I do think you can at least, you know, consider playing a running back in your flex spot in tournaments as well. Favorite defenses. We've got Dallas among the most expensive on FanDuel. It's yeah. also definitely going to be the highest owned going up against Zach Wilson. So <laughs> are you, is that combo of price and the ownership making you fade Dallas this week? Or are we scared to do that when Zach Wilson's <laughs> on the other side? I'm scared to fade them in cash at least, right? I'd rather just like be with the field and like if Dallas goes off, I'm at least with it. If they disappoint, it's probably not going to kill me. Um, Cause man, like you can't really think of a better spot for a defense than, you know, home for Zach Wilson behind what's, you know, what was reported as a bad O-line throughout August and, you know, didn't look great in the opener against the bills. So um, I, I'm going to try to get up to the Cowboys in cash for tournaments. I like Cincinnati and I talked about playing Lamar Jackson, but I like the Bengals defense. I mean, I think that's kind of an underrated defense at home as favorites against Lamar Jackson, who's going to be without, I think, two of his starting offensive linemen this week. So, you know, that boosts the matchup for Cincinnati. Um, then I also like Tampa Bay as a tournament play. I think just, you know, playing defenses against Justin Fields and the Bears worked all last year. It worked in week one with the Packers. So I, I'll take another crack at them with the Bucks this week. 
Yeah, can't argue with that approach at all. If you're ready to play week two on FanDuel, you should start by visiting DraftSharks.com. You will find our DFS tools to help you get started, as well as articles from Kevin on cash game and tournament play for FanDuel this week. And if you win big, let us know. Either tweet it at us or jump in the DraftSharks Discord and show us. We'd love to celebrate that win with you. For Jared Smola and the entire DraftSharks crew, I'm Matt Schaaf saying thanks so much for swimming with us.